Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 15% it's time for the Youth Sports Show with the Fans High School Insider, Big Time, Mike McGivern. Oh, welcome into the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and we're talking Waterford Wolverine Youth Football today. They are part of the, the Southeastern Youth Football Alliance. We've got three guys, actually four, one's on the couch, young man that... Shaking his head, probably doesn't want to come on the air, but we're going to get him on the air a little bit later. T.J. Jacobs and Sean Schneiker, Jim Micklick. Hey, T.J., let's start with you. Um, how long have you been part of the Waterford? First of all, thanks for coming in. Yeah, no problem, man. This is kind of fun. Yeah, I appreciate this, man. I, I really do. And you guys uh, coming up from Waterford this morning is such a beautiful Saturday morning to talk youth football, um, something you got you can certainly do every day of the week, right? Oh, all year. And if not, Adam Bakken will tell you, you better be talking uh, Waterford Youth Football. Hey, how long have you been involved with uh, with the uh, the Wolverine Youth Program? I uh, started being with water here, Waterford here since my kid was in fifth grade. He's now going to be a senior. Okay, so it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you got involved in it, TJ, did you realize that uh, this is something that you were going to fall in love with and hang out and do this for as long as you have? Well, uh, because of that, it's the reason I stopped playing. I used to play semi-pro football, and that kind of took a toll, toll on the body and, yeah. and and time and money. And so then I started doing this and gave that up. I wish I could give up my full-time job. That would have been a lot more fun. Yeah, well, what do you do for a living? Uh, right now I'm doing drug and alcohol testing for a company uh, in uh, Wauwatosa here. Excellent. Yeah, good for you. Giving back to the community a little bit, trying to help people, right? Oh, yeah. That's good for you. Um I can tell you guys, as as we continue to talk to TJ, Sean, and, and Jim, I, I'm the sideline reporter for the Thursday Night Lights High School football game of the week, and we've been to Waterford, I don't know, three times, I think, in the last seven years, and that community just embraces us like crazy. I mean, the the, the, the love for, for football in Waterford is really high, and when, when somebody comes down from maybe outside of the market to highlight what you guys are doing and get on the sidelines and say nice things about all the people from Waterford. Um, when I'm walking in, people are saying, thanks for coming. When I'm standing on the sidelines, people are walking over saying, man, we really appreciate you guys being here. The concession people are like, Hey, do you want a hot dog? Can we get you water? And, and it's just, it's, it's different when we come down to Waterford. For, so thank you for that. Hey, Sean, let's, uh, let's start with you. Um, you're the coach of the third and fourth grade. That is correct. Yeah, how uh, those are little guys, man. You got uh, your son Hunter plays. Yes, he does. Uh, yeah. He started out as a first grader and uh, didn't really know what to expect coming into it. He's a small. He was a smaller kid. And now he's shot up. Um, it's definitely a lot of fun watching the little guys play around. And, and you went to Waterford and played with TJ, so yes, you, you're yes, a Wolverine through and through. That is correct. Um, when he when 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 Hunter was was getting to the age that that you thought okay maybe football we're going to try to put him in. Did, did you know, boy, I'd like to, I'd like to maybe get on that staff and start coaching? 
I, I started on the second year, so second grade with TJ. Um, I didn't really know what the whole program was about at that point. Right. Um, we had just moved back into the Waterford area at that point and found out that there were the signups for it, um, brought them on, and it was definitely a lot of fun watching from the sideline. <laughs> And jumping in and using some of the some of the knowledge that I have to make it worthwhile for the kids. Hunter, um, kid that that seems to really like the sport. Oh, he one hundred percent. Does he play other sports or is he? He football? does play baseball as well. Good. I think that's important. Hey, Jim, uh, thank you for coming in. Uh, you coach the first and second graders. That is correct. Yeah, and that's tackle football. That is tackle football at that age. Man. Um, not a lot of heavy hitting going on, but these kids are, are are figuring out what it is to put on that uniform and play. Yeah, that's a big word. You talk about the heavy hits, and I know people get so worried about the concussion and the awareness at the young age. It's so hard for them to square up and actually just hit a kid. It's mostly just dragging to the ground. Right. You get some real little guys. I'm having to pick them up off the ground because their helmets are so heavy. So, yeah, it's not a bunch of big hits, but it's learning the skills and having the pads on and just having fun with your it. Your son Braden plays? My son Braden does play, yeah. yeah um, are you married? I am married, yeah. What's yeah. your wife's name? Uh, Andrea. Is Andrea listening today, you think? Uh, right now, she has a woman's fitness business, Best You Fit, so she's kind of right now probably training oh. women and not listening to me talk about football at hey, all. Hold on now. If you say the name of that company again, I'm going to have to charge you, man. Oh. We, yeah, what, what's the name are again? You, uh, Best You Fit here. Uh, where is it located? Uh, it's well located in Muskego, Wisconsin. Excellent. She does a nice job with that uh wonderful job she's very inspirational how is she during games uh when when young Braden is playing uh it it's funny sometimes uh, i get to be a little more calmer when the games are going on and sometimes uh, mama bear comes out and wants <laughs> to see him go so he likes to hit and she likes to see him hit uh, that's awesome sean how about you i am married as well what is and, your wife's name uh leslie leslie um how is leslie in the sidelines uh or in the stands when hunter's playing uh she gets into it she gets into it um, she doesn't hold back, that's for sure. And she, it's not just for Hunter; it's for the whole team. She, really, she just gets in, gets behind it, and gets into it. Do you have more than uh, one child? I do. Uh, we also have a, th- a three-year-old Brady, so he'll be coming on up oh, man. soon. <laughs> Jim, how about you? Uh, no, I have one other daughter, ten years old. So Excellent. she dances, doesn't play football. Where Where does she dance? Uh, Forces Dance Academy. Where is that? Waterford, Wisconsin. Okay. You know, I had a dance uh, group from Guanaguan, and and. Uh, I did that because this is a youth sports, and I think they're really good athletes. And um, I didn't realize how much dedication they have to put in if they want to be good in that sport. So um, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, you probably have more fun, and hopefully she's not listening, when you go see uh, your son or coach your son play football than when she's doing a dance recital or something, right? Um, I can't say I have more fun doing one or the other because <laughs> I actually train at the dance studio, strength and conditioning. You do? So um, I do enjoy all aspects of it. Yeah, you talk about being athletes. I have some of uh, the older girls that'll stick a drop, uh, drop, box drop squat 60 right. inches off from the ground. Look, I, you know what? I'm a total, you're, you're, you're speaking to the choir here. You're preaching to the choir because I, I do. I think that these girls that, that are fully involved in that are some of the better athletes in some of the schools that, uh, that I talked to. Uh, TJ, your son did play for a while, right? Yep. Yeah, and then um, when he got into high school, he decided he wanted to play football? Uh, he played freshman year and then decided it wasn't really for him. He'd rather spend his days on working on cars and that, and that's actually what he's doing right now. He's down at my uncle's shop in South Carolina working on semi-trucks. Well, we had this conversation on the phone when you and I talked. Um, 
you know what? We're all going to be probably working for him one day, so we better <laughs> say really nice things uh, about him. And if that's what his interest in, was that hard for you as a guy that played at a high level of football um, and coach and, 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 and part of this youth program that your son made the decision? It's kind of like a weird thing. Because, yeah, it, it hurt when he didn't want to play because that's been my passion my whole life. But the other end, I'm very proud of him for doing something – that he loves, and he's going to make a hell of a lot more money than me. He's going to make a heck of a lot of yeah, maybe more than 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 all of us. Hey, um, let's get some of the bad stuff out of the way in the first segment. Your, your, the website, boys. We we. I'm sorry, man. We we need some work on that thing, TJ. Yeah, yeah, you're correct on that. Okay, I'm not. T- you guys know that, and and we had this conversation in our pre-show meeting. Um, and you guys, that's something that that you're going to work on fairly quickly. It's just a difficult thing to navigate through. And if you're somebody from the outside trying to look in, and I know um, Waterford is a smaller football community, so everybody knows. Look, if I want to sign up, I already I know who to call. I know where to go. I know where to get my pads. I know that stuff. But somebody from the outside um, trying to get some information, if you can uh, update that for guys like me, that would be awesome. Oh yeah, that's the plan. Um, going into this, we're all we're all football players, so. Getting on the board and that easy to easy to coach football. You do the do this behind the stage stuff. You're kind of getting thrown into that. You're like, wow, I've never worked on a website in my life. Right. And actually, our vice president Chad has been doing a really good job working on that. But we're looking at uh, updating everything. Good. Yeah, I would appreciate guys like me would appreciate that. That's the, okay. We're done with the we're done with the <laughs> negative stuff. Um, trust me. Hey. Um, Jim, if I ask you the kind of the mission statement, because you could you coach these younger ones, and you'll move up um, once Braden moves up, but do you feel like that that your job is to teach kids the fundamentals and not so much um, winning games? I mean, what what do you think the mission statement for a coach in first and second grade and tackle football in Waterford should be about? Um, I think the first thing we're going to look at is fun. We want the kids to come back, and then we build on to fundamentals and going up from there. Football is a numbers game, and we need to 100%. get the kids kids staying out year in and year out. We need to get the kids coming out. And so it comes down to fundamentals. It comes down to having fun. We want to win games. We're competitors. We do want to win. But we talked earlier about some of the old-school type regimes and barking at the kids and some of the old drills that are just out of date nowadays. Right. We're not looking to do that. We're looking to make sure they come back. Jim, where did you go to school? Um, I actually went to West Dallas Central. I played for Ken Krause, and then I coached with him at Muskego for over a decade until my son came uh, came into playing sports here. Man, so you're a bulldog? I'm and a then, bulldog, yeah. Yep. Through and through. Through and through. School's changed a little bit. A lot. It has. I, I'll tell you what, and, and I, what hasn't changed is where they practice. Yeah. They still practice in that same lot of land that they call. I, I went over and gave our pick-and-save student-athlete of the week their um, – award to young man a couple years ago and they had the the red or the 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 orange cones on great on crates where they didn't want people to tackle guys on the metal crates and this was like in the middle of the field and then i go to west dallas hale and it's like man this is a hold on you guys practice here and the boys you know three miles down the road practice on and it was near the end of the season so you know what that field is like bad well, back in the day, we said that's what made us tougher and why down the road we were beating them when I was there. Oh, look at you. That's Central Hill. That rivalry, man. I'll tell you what. I don't know who it is for Waterford, if it's Badger or whoever it is. but Burlington. Burlington. Yeah, it is Burlington, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The, yeah, that, you're, you're right. But it's not. This Central Hill thing, 
I got involved with it. I do a segment for a TV show called Around the Corner with John McGivern, and I went to a West Dallas Hale Central baseball game, and I wore a Hale jersey and a Central jacket to make sure I don't. I'm too old to get punched. So anyway, those West Dallas people are pretty passionate about that uh, for sure. Well, you had to be happy for Krause at, at Muskego last year. Oh yeah, I know. Um, like I said, I coached them for over a decade, and when I had to step down two years ago. I said, now is the time I can leave because you guys are going to continue to succeed. The talent's there, and you're doing a great job. The coaches are there, and it's just amazing to see that team win state this year. Our first Thursday Night Lights high school football game of the week this week this year? Marquette, Marquette Muskego. at Muskego. It's going to be a big game. Yeah, it's going to be packed. There's going to be a lot of people out there. Does your first and second year, you throw the ball at all? Because he crowds you to throw the ball at all. You establish a run, you win. Yeah, look at that. You are <laughs> you are a disciple of Krause. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to dig into this Waterford Wolverine youth football program. I'm going to talk to TJ Jacobs a little bit about, he, he's the guy. He's running this thing right now, and we're going to talk a little bit about what keeps him up at night and, and mission statements and what he's hoping to accomplish um, with kids as they go through the program. I know it's keeping kids out, but there's a couple other questions I have for him as we go. This is the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm letting this go a little bit for my friend T.J. Jacobs. He's a big country-western fan. Loves this kind of music. Country and western. Country and western. Yeah, yeah, yeah they just go with country now, right? He's just a country boy. Is that what it is? Yeah. This, uh, I told you guys a couple years ago in the WFCA Hall of Fame when they um, had a chance to get an award and get in, and, and they played the song. I didn't know what it was. And somebody had videotaped it, and I'd watch the videotape, and I'd hear it, and I didn't know. And then somebody sent me a clip of the, the uh, uh, this song and, and the whole video behind it. And, man, if you're a high school football or youth football guy, watch that video. That'll put tears in your eyes. There's no doubt. We're talking Waterford Wolverine Youth Football. Again, they are part of the Southeastern Youth Football Alliance. To go to that website, you can go to scyfa.org. Or you can go to uh, Waterford Wolverine Youth Football Facebook page. There's some information there. And you can Google Waterford Youth Football. Waterford, Wisconsin Youth Football. Don't go Connecticut because I did that for the first 15 minutes. We've also been getting people from Waterford, California that signed up with us. Waterford, Michigan. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought, wow, this uh, website's really nice. Then I went to look at who the other teams. I'm like, how can I not know any of these teams? And I realized I was... In the state of Connecticut. I was all proud of you for that website there, TJ. <laughs> then I had to yell at you. So, hey, we are joined in studio. Three guys uh, that are really part of this uh, Waterford Wolverine Youth Football Program, and they're given their time. They, they understand because they're, they're former players, and they understand how important we all, people in the studio, all believe uh, youth football is. You know, you learn a lot of lessons from the game of football, there's no doubt. TJ Jacobs is in town uh, Sean Schneiker and Jim Micklick. Um, TJ, what keeps you up at night as as the guy who was uh, in charge of this youth uh, football program? Well, it really depends on the time of year. Right now, our big struggle is we got one grade that we're struggling on numbers, and we've tried hard. We'd, we'd offer incentives to what, sign up. What kids. grade can I ask? Uh, sixth grade. Okay. So, and and do the kids have to live in Waterford to play for Waterford? Uh, no, they, they can live. 
you know, within the, the area. And because uh, Waterford High School is an open and roll. Right. We always kind of figured why not let our teams open and roll. But we obviously don't want to poach from any of our competitors. But if some Burlington kids want to come, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I, you know what, Sean over there is like, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll take those kids. Um, but certainly within the area, you know, you go through that, especially the community like Waterford, um, and and this is all over the state where there'll be one class. You know what, you'll get. Yeah, it's just not. There's not yeah. a lot of kids, or, or the numbers are not strong, or there's not kids that want to play. Um, the tough part with that is. Then when they get to, to, to be in high school, when they're sophomore, junior, you know, you've got to have a really good class ahead of them and a really good class behind them so that, you know, that Southern Lakes Conference is no joke, boys. Nope. You know, I look, I'm, I'm the guy in the media that for years didn't give that conference enough respect. And, and I'm, I'm the first to raise my hand and say, look, I'm guilty of that. And a couple years ago, Joe Cook was my, uh, he was my Saturday morning co-host. And he was coaching at Greenfield, and and after the uh, after the CD meeting came out, and the boys from the Southern Lakes felt disrespected. Yeah, they they came up and whooped them all, man. And you know what? And Bakken, I can tell you that he was really upset when he left that CD meeting. He won't admit that to me, but I talked to some other guys, and he said, "Okay, all right, boys, you don't think we're any good in the Southern Lakes? Let's go show them." And they they came up and whooped them all. And uh, gained a lot of respect for that conference. It's a good football conference. Yeah. How good was it when you were back playing? Uh, we weren't really that good when we played there. Um, my teams, I think we went three and six and one and eight when I was a junior and senior. Ouch. But uh, Wilmot and uh, uh, well, Wilmot, Lake Geneva, they were always really tough. Uh, now Waterford's kind of taken over that conference for a Waterford's while. Waterford's the beast right now. It's and, usually between Waterford and Lake Geneva. Last year's Waterford and Burlington. So there's some really good teams in there. Yeah, I'll tell you what. For Thursday Night Lights, tried hard to get the Burlington-Waterford game and um, couldn't get it. And I just think that'd be a really fun game to get. You know, two two different look, two different styles. That's that's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, uh, Sean. So you played with TJ. You got you were one and eight. Uh, no, I was uh, underclassman at TJ, ah. so I did get bumped up to varsity. Um, only played a couple of games. How but, how good was were you guys after TJ left? Were you guys really good? And uh, everybody blamed him. Two thousand five, we won the first conference championship uh, for us in thirty years. Man, that's and awesome. We lost in the first round of the playoffs to Waukesha West, who won the state or Division Two state title that year. You guys won the conference, and you got Waukesha West in, in for level one? That is correct. Yeah, there's that respect right there, right? <laughs> there's that respect. So, hey, let's get back to what keeps you up at night, TJ. You had talked about depending on the time of year. Right now, it's it's trying to fill that sixth grade right. and get some kids in. Um, as we get closer to the season. Well, that's where it becomes easier to sleep, I think, for me, except for game day. Game days, I never sleep. Yeah, I, I stay up on Friday nights and for Saturday games, and but uh, uh, when it gets towards the season, it's a lot more easier for me. What, uh, what grade do you coach? Uh fifth grade right now. Okay, and so is that fifth and sixth? No, it's just just fifth, fifth grade only. Yep. Okay, who coaches the sixth grade? Uh right now it's Jerry Worth. Okay, if he if we get enough kids for a team, because we're only at nine kids in that grade. And if that have if that if you don't, then those sixth grade kids will play on seventh. That's uh, what it looks like it's going to happen. Yeah, boy, that would be a shame, especially at a location like in a community like Waterford. Yep. How, how many kids? How's the fifth grade? Strong. Wow, uh, we're really strong. Yeah, a lot of kids. Grade. Yeah, we got twenty. Uh, good. That's a good number. Yep. That's a really good number. 
Um, how how do you guys find volunteers and how do you find coaches? Um, basically, we, we hold uh, monthly meetings every well every month, and uh, we get a bunch of people that come in and and if they're new, we, we invite them and you know we get what twenty kids twenty people at at these meetings and we kind of branch off from there. And and so when when you guys is it is it up to you to find volunteers? Do you have people on the board that handle that part for you? Um, basically, it, we, we do this at the meetings, and we got more volunteers for these stuff than we don't. We don't really have to look for it. Really, it's it's nice that way. That's really nice because I can tell you the people that sit in the seats that you sit in, the almost I'd say fifty percent when I ask them what keeps up keeps them up at night, they say I, we can't find volunteers. You know what? And we're telling them, look, you don't have to volunteer while your son is playing or your daughter's playing. But, but after the game, before the game, give us an hour, give us two hours after, and they would prefer to write the check and send the money in and waive the volunteer hours. I had somebody sit where you are that said, look, we are flush with money. We don't need any money. I, 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 I don't even know what to spend the money we have on. What I need is your time. And I said, well, how much does it cost you? She said $150 to get away from doing volunteer work. I said, raise it to 500 and she goes, well, I can't do that. I said, well, people volunteer that. Yeah. They're not giving you a check for 500 She said, some of these people will. And I thought, <laughs> holy cow, I'll I'll, volu- I'll I'll do the popcorn. I'm not giving you $500. Right. Um, so the volunteer part is is good. How do you find coaches? Um, basically, when we – because first and second, third and fourth, they're, they're both combined. Um, when, I started, when I was at first grade and then moved up to second, I tried to get a – first grade parent that wanted to get involved and put him on my coaching staff right. and groomed him to take over that team the next year. And then it kind of started going down that way. Uh, when I took over the first and second grade team, I was actually coaching my son. They were eighth grade. And actually I brought one of the kids on my team, Trevor Pye with us today. And, uh, and I took over the first second grade because I wanted to be a head coach and be, you know, nobody else wanted to do it. Right. So it kind of worked out really good that way. And then we just started grooming on down. And so it's worked. And how many how many coaches on on uh, on the staff on each team? Like how many do you have with you? Um, I'm kind of breaking our rules, but I think I got about nine. We're only allowed six. <laughs> wow, you have nine coaches. Yeah, yeah. When they they I, like they like coming and practice, look, practice I, helping out. It's it's a lot of fun. You know, I I'm not. I I think that's wonderful that you can find that many guys that that are willing to come and and, and spend the time and. Uh, you know, teach the game that that these guys obviously have. Do they all have kids on the team? Uh, everybody but me. Yeah. Okay. Um, that that gets to be a little bit difficult. And and you know what, Sean? Let's go over to you. Hard to to coach a team where your your son is on. And and I've done it. Um, I read a book years ago called Coaching Our Sons, and it's an older book that a basketball coach up in um, Dodgeville wrote. And Coach Tank, and it was all Wisconsin stories. The good and the bad and the really ugly stories about families breaking up about this. And then good stories. I I had a great time coaching my son. The first year in in high school basketball, first year is a little bit hard. But after reading that book, I I learned some really valuable lessons on on separating me being his dad and me being his coach. And so I I, I like talking to guys who are coaching their sons. Um, Easy thing for you guys, you and Hunter? Um, Yes and no. There's some days that are that it's good, and there's some days that I need to learn to step back a little bit more. Right. Um, that's a little bit of a struggle. Um, kind of putting more trust in the coaches around me. Right. To to know what potential he has. 
He's got to be a he's a kid that needs to be pushed and not that or to get the most out of him because he he is for his age level he is a good athlete. Right. Um but if you don't push him and pushed pushed by more than just dad because he he was I coached with his with him yes last year and uh, I had a rule where actually he was not allowed to coach his kid. Yeah. And uh, another guy, another coach named Jeremy, he was not allowed to coach his kids. So those two had to kind of switch if it came to the yelling at him. But you're not in the car with them on the way home. Oh and no, you're not sitting at the no. uh, you're not sitting at the counter or on the couch with them. What, what I learned most from that book was after games and practices. Once we got to the kitchen table, I was now his dad. And so after games, a lot of times he would want to drive home with with my wife with his mom. And I, and try to beat me to that kitchen table, and and I'd beat them, and I'd stand out on by the side door, and I'd say, "Hey, I'm still your coach. What are you thinking? And why didn't you hit shots? And blah blah blah, and stuff like that." Um, Jim, same question for you when it comes to coaching your son, Braden. Uh, I'd say as you're talking about that book, I know specifically that chapter. Um, as being being a varsity football coach for years, we talked to the youth parents about that. And now being a dad, yeah, I have to check myself quite a bit, make sure I'm his dad, and I'm not bringing up any coaching situations until Monday at practice. I can do it with every other kid, yeah. And right now for Braden, he looks to me to coach him. He wants me to be his coach. I know uh, I'm not a baseball guy, so I don't coach him there. And he's kind of like bummed out, like Dad, why aren't you coaching? It's like because I'm terrible at baseball and I don't know anything about it. But so he's looking for me to coach him. But there has been some times the assistant coaches have stepped in, and uh, thank God to Chad uh, Sandusky who coached me last year. There's two times, just it was a dad and a son moment, and I'm right. losing it. And he's like, Jim, he's seven. And I'm like, you're right. I'm yep. walking away. So I tell you, before we get to a break, my son was playing baseball, and uh, I was sitting. I was a parent, right, watching, and and he's playing a team, and and the catcher on the other team was the coach's son on that other team, and. The pitcher was kind of wild, and he had some 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 pass balls, and it was about the third inning, and pass ball after pass ball, and finally the catcher, there's another pass ball. Matthew's team, there's a kid on first base. Pass ball, kid took off to go to second. Catcher stood up, took his mask down, threw it to the ground, took his glove off, threw it to the ground, and walked slowly to go get the ball. The kid went to third. The kid was still walking to get the ball. The kid scored. Dad said, time out, said, take the, the, the catcher's gear off, get to left field. So the game had to stop as this kid very slowly took everything, right, and then slowly walked out, got right past shortstop, turned and yeah. turned. And his dad said, move back, and he took two steps, move back. And I was so frustrated at Matthew, right? I said to him, I said, hey, come here. I said, if you ever, ever treat a coach like that. You uh, you will not be able to sit down for a week. And he goes, hey, I didn't do anything. And I go, I'm just telling you, this is a lesson. And a parent goes, what are you yelling at him for? I go, no, this is a this is a teaching moment. Right. He goes, Charlie. He starts yelling at his son. And the whole, like all the fathers on the team where their kids did nothing were yelling at their kids like, don't you ever treat a coach like that. Guys, we got to get to a break. On this side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. We're going to talk a little bit about um, – Adam Bakken, and, and the nice job he does at the varsity level, is he involved in this youth program? Um, and, and, and there are some guys that are really involved, some guys that are not um, so much involved, and that's for a purpose. And we'll talk a little bit about that on the other side of the break. We're talking about Waterford Wolverine youth football uh, with T.J. Jacobs, uh, Sean Snyker, and Jim Micklick. These guys are in studio. We're also going to get Trevor Pye. Is that his last yep. name? We're going to get Trevor to come up and join us uh, as well. This is the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
Uh, welcome back to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern talking Waterford Wolverine Youth Football. They're part of the Southeastern Youth Football Alliance. We're going to talk about that conference a little bit in the last segment. Uh, I've asked TJ Jacobs to go to the couch, and we're now joined by Trevor Pies, the starting guard uh, for the Wolverine, uh, Waterford Wolverine uh, varsity football team. Trevor, how are you doing? Good. Good. Thanks for coming in. Hey, so did you start and play all the way through in this youth program? Yeah. So the guys that you're playing with right now, you're going to be a senior? Yes. The guys that are in your class, are these These are the same guys you played. What year? Do, what grade were you when you started? Uh, I met everyone I played with in sixth grade. Sixth grade. So sixth grade, seventh, eighth, and all the way through high school. These are the same guys that, that you've played with. And I think that what that does um, for, for you guys is it, it, the trust factor that you have to have with especially the tackle and the center, that they know what they're doing, um, with the guard on the other side, that the running back, and he's got to know where you're going. Some of these guys that you've played with for so long, you you know exactly what they're going to do, right? Yeah. Playing for for this uh, Coach Bakken, and, and we were laughing during the break, and and me being the sideline guy, I know when I can go over there with a live mic and when I can't. And I asked him, I asked uh, Trevor, I said, "Has Coach Bakken ever yelled at you?" And he goes, "Yeah." Yeah, he's yelled at me. He's yelled at all of us. Um, you look forward to the to your senior year. Are you getting in the weight room right now and getting stronger, or what? Yeah, every morning. Sweat equity in the in this program. You're, as a senior, this is your team now, right? Yes. Time time to get uh, up to Camp Randall. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully. You, hopefully, that's the goal. It's always to win the conference and and, and see if you can't get up. Um, how does the team look this year? You guys have lost a number of pretty good players. Yeah. We yeah. lost almost all of our offense. Yeah, but you're back. Yeah. How, how about the offensive line? Uh, I'm going to be the only returning starter. How are the guys that are ready? Are they are they ready to play? Oh yeah. yeah and you know this because did you, how long have you played varsity? Uh, this is going to be my third year. So when you, after your freshman year and you went up to varsity, you remember those first couple of games? How big, strong, and fast everything seemed? Yeah. And it doesn't seem that way anymore, right? Not anymore. About game four, things start to slow down. So you you got to lead that offensive line, and you got to let them know that look, you make a mistake, it's okay. Pick yourself up because things are gonna things are gonna slow down a little bit, and you guys take care of business. Look, you're, Waterford's always known to have pretty good, strong offensive lines. Yeah. Right. And uh, are you getting these boys in the in, in the weight room with you? Yeah. And. Almost all of the starters this year are also on the powerlifting team. Okay. So you feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Um, what's going to happen after high school, do you think? Are, are, are you thinking about playing at the next level? Or you th- what, what are you thinking right now? And you can change three times before you get to the car because you're young and we do that. When, 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 you, when I was your age, I had no idea where my socks were, much less what I was going to do as far as you know going to college or anything like that. But what's your mindset at this point? Uh, yeah, I, I want to go to college and play football there. I don't know where yet, though. No, that's all right. Um, how are the grades? Uh, pretty good, 3.7. Good for you. Really? So you understand that what, what it takes to be a true student-athlete. Yeah. You know playing sports is not a right. It's a privilege, and you've gained that privilege. The privilege of taking care of your business, you know, being able to play football is because you've taken care of your business in the classroom, in the community. Um, your mom and dad proud of you. They come to games? Yeah, yeah. all of them. Yeah, mom or dad yell more during games? Uh, my dad, just because my mom doesn't know what's going on. Perfect, right? Perfect. You know what? But my my wife, I would 
would always yell one thing during basketball games. Block out. You got to box out. Box out. And it'd be like, honey, you know, they're killing them on the boards. And she'd say, they don't box out well enough. But the, other than that, she was very supportive. Um, this next year, and, 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 I, and I want you to, to, to hear this because I, I, I know I'm an old guy, but I know what I'm talking about. Everything, every game, you know what, take it like it's your last at, at Waterford. And understand, cause you live in that bubble of Waterford. Um, they, they love their football there. And you know what? Take snapshots in your mind so as you get older, you can remember certain things that happen. That if you play at Badger, that'll be the last time you play at Badger. If you play at Burlington, it's the last time you play at Burlington. So make sure that that uh, you don't leave anything on the field. Let me tell you a quick story before we get to a break. I was in McGuanago for that Thursday Night Lights thing. Guy came up to me before the game and, and he said, Hey, can I tell you a story? I said, Yeah. He said, I was first team all conference. I was uh, second team all state here at McGuanago, played offense and defense, and I'm 25 years old now. And he said, I would give you everything I own except my house, my car, and my dog to play one more week. And he said, and I didn't know that when I was, when I was going through it. You know, I, I took plays off. I took practices off. I, I you know, I, I, whatever. I hit when I wanted to hit, and I still made first team all-conference, second team, all-state. And if you could give me one more week, I would give you anything I own except my house, my car, and my dog and give it to you to say, look, I want Monday through Friday night, and I want a home game, and I want to play who I want to play. And he had two or three teams that he didn't like much when he was in high school. And he said, I can't believe how much I miss it. And he said, would you tell that story to young people so that they understand when they get older they're really going to miss it. So I'm hoping that, that you hear that. If football is your only sport? Uh, no, I'm in powerlifting. Yeah, and you just said that, and I knew that. Um, how is that going? Uh, pretty good. We actually upgraded from a seven-man club to a 50-plus person team. Like we're considered a sport now instead of a club. That's awesome. When is that season? Uh, that's in winter. So right after football, you get into the powerlifting. Yeah. What, which, uh, is there one part of powerlifting that you like the most? Uh Probably the meets, just because you got it's you get the same amount of of adrenaline like you do on a Friday night. Yeah, what uh, is it? Is it you, you do clean and jerk? What what are the different things you do? Uh, it's squat, bench, and deadlift. How much can you bench? Three hundred. Hey, come on, I do three two. No, I'm down. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> old guy talking smack doing three twenty. Hey guys, when uh, when you played, um, Sean, did you uh, did you guys spend as much time in the weight room as these guys do? I think uh, in our my senior year, I think we started. TJ has always been weight room, weight, weight room, weight room, weight room. Right. As a program, it started with in in my senior year, two thousand five, is when as a team we started going into the weight room instead of just individual individual people. Look, where you come from, that Krause's all look at. At Muskego is all about, and you played at Central, and I don't yep. know how how much the weight room had to do. I mean, you're a guy that's spent a lot of time in a weight room. Yeah, you you would say too, talking to Ken Krause, that the weight room is what's going to win you the games. It's not showing up in season, being prepared. It's the out of season work starting in winter through spring and into the summer. So yeah, we were in seventh grade already in the high school with the varsity staff lifting weights all the way in through high school. So the weight room is where games are won and lost for sure. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Trevor, thank you. I, I really appreciate you coming in and, and, and talking about this. You have fond memories of playing for that youth football program? Yeah. 
Yeah, you remember in sixth grade that first year? Were you scared going in? Uh, a little nervous. A little bit, just because that was the first time that our team got together, and I didn't really know anybody. Yeah. By the end of the year, did you know that football was something that you wanted to do for a long time? Yeah. He's Trevor Pye, offensive guard at uh, at Waterford, and. and Look, if that if that offensive line is doing pretty well, he's probably going to be the guy that you can look at and say he's the leader on that team and certainly getting these kids in the weight room. Uh, Adam Bakken is going to uh, count on you a lot this year, along with those running backs and, and, and quarterbacks. They're going, to, they're going to need you to take care of your business. So thanks for coming in. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to bring TJ Jacobs back. We're going to talk a little bit about this league that they're in. Um, looks like a really good league, and I think that uh, the teams that are in that league – there, there's some good competition that uh, that they're playing, that's for sure. It is the Southeastern Youth Football Alliance, and we're talking about the Waterford Wolverine Youth Football Program. This is the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. The preacher man says it's the end of the time In the Mississippi River, she's a golden ride Interest is up and the stock market's down and you only get mugged if you go downtown. You think that's Hank Williams Jr. It's not. It's T.J. Jacobs. Kidding me? He needs to quit the job and just head out on the road, man. We're talking Waterford Wolverine Youth Football. T.J. Jacobs, Sean Schneiker, and Jim Micklick are in, in studio. And uh, T.J., and they said, Nick said, hey, who do you want to hear? Hank Williams Jr. Country boys can survive. That is a, uh, that is a Wolver- that's a Waterford kind of song right there, isn't it? Oh, Waterford's kind of a farm town. You know what? It, kind of, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's, there, there are some things going on in Waterford. Changing uh, in, that a little in the, bit. In the town itself, yes. But, I mean, Waterford draws from North Cape, Drought, Tishigan, Rochester. So we got... A lot of farm farms around that right. draw to Waterford. So I got a woman that I work with uh, just uh, built. Uh, it actually bought a house but redid the house in Waterford. She lived in Heartland for 15 years. She was in Waterford for one week and knew more neighbors in that one week than she knew in 15 years in Heartland. Huh? And I said, you're kidding. She said, no. There, people just come. They just drive in, drive up, and knock on the door and say, hey, welcome Here's uh, here's a pie. Here's some cookies we baked. She said, I, 15 years in Heartland, I didn't know as many people as I know, and we've been in, in Waterford a week. And she goes, I absolutely love the community. So, you know what, that's cool. Let's talk about this uh, the Southeast Youth Football Alliance, created in 2013. Um, it is uh, Racine Prep, Waterford, Burlington, Bayview Redcats, Williams Bay, Oak Creek. And you guys? Am I uh, missing anybody? Well, uh, I don't know how updated that is, but we got uh, the Journey House um, first through fourth just joined us. Oh, good. Um, they, they were just in a couple weeks ago. Were they? Yeah. The, the, man, these are guys trying to make a difference right yep. there. Yeah, big fans of how they're doing things over there. And then uh, New Berlin first through fourth just, just added with us too. Um, New, uh, New Berlin combined? The co-op? or Because I think they're... Well, we'll find out. I, you know what? I got Matt Kern. And, uh, we're going to be talking later in the week. Uh, I'm going to be doing a segment for around the corner with those guys, and they're combining with New Berlin West on some things. So could be. I, I yeah. just uh, they brought in their rep. They wanted first to fourth. The perfect to play to play. You know this year, so they had they joined us. How good? Uh, how good are the teams in Muskego? In that 
Uh, first through fourth as first well. First through fourth yep. as well. How are you doing with that? Football's football. Whoever I'm coaching is who I'm trying to win with. <laughs> there you go, because you're wearing the Wolverine gear right now. I'm wearing the Wolverine gear right now. You walk, yeah. yeah he, that, he wouldn't live it down if he did others. Yeah. yeah. Monday through Friday, it might be Warrior gear when I'm at work. Man, that Thursday night when when it's Muskego and Marquette, I know who you're rooting for. Oh yeah, go Warriors. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no, uh, no chance he's doing anything other than watching that game, or he'll be at the game. Um, Nice. I, I looking at some of the places you guys play. You guys play in nice fields. These little kids getting a chance to um, to come together and and uh, and play, and they travel a little bit. How do you guys get to away games? Uh, well, we meet at the field usually. So we don't have the funds right now to bus. Right. Um, we we are working on a big fundraiser this year. I'd love to promote it right now. Yeah, please do. Um, on August seventeenth, we're having a lunch money bullies play for our a big adult themed. Uh, party. Okay, where is it going to be held? Uh, Spanky's in Waterford. Spanky's in Waterford, and what kind of things you guys uh, you guys doing raffles and all that? We're stuff? doing raffles. We're doing a meat raffle and uh, what, what else? Meat raffle, booze wheel, silent auction. All We're gonna have it. a bags tournament. All the good stuff. You talk about Waterford and that community knowing each other. It's just bringing us out in droves and bringing us together with football. And so that August seventeenth at Spanky's is what, when we're gonna have it. What time? Two thirty to ten. Two thirty to ten, and then an after party for the boys that want to stick around a little longer. Well, the bar's still open at Spanky's. Yeah, and they're, they're Hank Williams Jr. going to be played. Probably. You're going to be singing. Probably. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> if the thing starts at two thirty, what time do you think you'll start singing? Uh, well, we we'll have our scrimmage for our, for the CIFA that morning, so probably, yeah, the night before. There you go. And that's there a, you go. That's a very well run uh, run scrimmage as well. It's an it's an all program. Or all league scrimmage. Okay, it's held down at State Line down in Spring Grove, Illinois. Yeah, um, they do a very well well job with that. So all the kids, you get a chance to, to scrimmage against uh, teams from that area. Is that uh, how that it, works? It's from our league, so okay. they, they'll will scrimmage teams in each of the divisions, and it gives we get an offensive series and a defensive series against typically two to three teams. Boy, that uh, that that helps for, and then the following week is opening week. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to, to be able to hit somebody in a different uniform or get the jitters out, and you know, especially the age that you're coaching. These kids are going to have jitters all the way through the August seventeenth event, two thirty to ten o'clock. Is it cost money to come? Do you just come and spend money when you're there? It's twenty five dollars for a ticket, and you'll get a plate of uh, food. So we're, okay. we're uh, roasting a, a pig, all right, and corn, and uh, so you get twenty five bucks. You get that. You get you know the two bands that we'll be playing and. Man, it sounds like fun. It's uh, you guys been doing this for a while. It's actually our first time doing a big fundraiser like this. Well, good luck, August seventeenth. Do me a favor. Yeah. As we're getting a little bit closer, send me a text. Yeah, we'll do. You know, a couple of weeks ahead of time, and on that, you know, on my high school football show or the youth sports show, I, I can plug it a little bit. Uh, try to get remind people. Uh, head down to Spanky, serve some good food down there, and everything. It's a good place. Oh yeah. Oh, um, I think they just got nominated the uh, best pizza. There you go. Yeah. Well, August 17th, 2.30 to 10 o'clock. How do you guys like this this league? It's run pretty well? Yeah? Everything's going well with with that? They they communicate well with you? Yeah. we uh, Every president of each organization that's in it meets every every month. Right. Go over all the, the fun stuff, the rules and all that. I, I went to print the rules, but it was like 31 pages or yeah, something. They, we go into it deep. Yeah, you can go to S-E-Y-F-A. S-E-Y-F-A. It stands for Southeastern Youth 
www.footballalliance.org. If you want to you know, get any, any information on any of the teams that are in this alliance and in this league, there, there are schools that are only in like first through fourth and then go to a different league. Yeah, some of them, um, like Muskego, um, uh, was it New Berlin, Journey House, and Oak Creek, um, they all wanted football first through eighth, and they're with AAYFL. Right. So they wanted uh, their younger kids to be able to play and start getting into it as well. So they came to CFUN and uh, wanted and, to join and asked to join, and we voted them in. So voted them in for those early ages, and then they'll go with, with AAYFL. You know, right. Yeah. And and they'll go and I like the fact that you guys allowed them in because I think the stronger every league is and program is, it's better for everybody. You know, you you want as many kids and you talked about that that it's a numbers game. It is it, a numbers it, game. It, that's a fact. Truly, is a numbers game. I I look when when Joe was here, when Cook was here, who's in 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 uh, in town by the way. Oh, is running, he? Yeah, him and Tommy are doing some quarterback camps um, today and. And uh, I wish he would have given me more of a heads up because I could have promoted these for him. But he used to talk a lot about, you know, he, he whatever it takes to two platoon, whatever it takes. Because instead of having 22 now, I got 44 kids fully engaged in film session, in, 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 in the weight room, at practice, because they're one play away from starting. And if I can get 44 kids fully engaged in what I'm doing – Man, I got a chance to be pretty good. Yeah, and I'll piggyback off that too. You talked earlier with our struggles with our sixth grade class to win a state championship at the high school level. You have to have a good senior class, a good junior class. You got to have it back to back, and it comes down to numbers. I know one of the benefits of CIFA, and I think our coaches like it, is it's a hundred percent playing time for the athletes. So if you have twenty-two kids, uh, my son Braden's probably only playing defense this year because we got twenty-four, and we got to have a rotation where you're getting them in, enjoying the game. Because like you said. One kid gets hurt, you're now the starter. And this year for Muskego, too, uh, their starting guard got hurt and their starting running back got hurt, and that next guy in was just as good. But you need that guy, and if he doesn't come back, you're not going to win. Yeah, I agree. Hey, guys, thank you. I really appreciate it. This hour went really quick. And and I love the passion that you guys show and the amount of time that you put in. Um, and, and, and certainly, uh, Jim, the amount of time that you put in at Football TJU as well. And, and uh, Sean, I, I thank you for what you guys do. Uh, good luck. We didn't have time to talk about Adam Bakken. Hey, Adam, if you're listening, get more involved in this youth program, man. I'm telling you, this is the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.